say their names you know <laughs> it's always mom and dad but my goodness what a heritage they've left us and uh, I'm just so proud of my parents because they've minded God you know when you take seven children and they're all in church that's something to to give glory to God about because somebody did something right <laughs> and then we've endeavored to do our children you know it just takes one example that's from Christ and the Word, and you've got a whole family full of churchgoers, which is a wonderful thing. I, I, I would, if my children could do anything, I would want them to be in church and serving God with all their heart and spilling over on their brothers and sisters tonight, because that's what we're here for. We're not here for entertainment. We're not here for anything else but to bless someone next to us. Maybe they're in a different level of faith maybe they're hurting there's all kinds of things that people have you know I minister on these planes I preach a little I sing a little I said on Christmas I'm taking my guitar and we're gonna pick a little <laughs> but they, they don't mind they, they don't mind anyway it's it's a, it's a joy just to serve the Lord you know he's more than enough his arm is not short and he, he's a supplier, he's a redeemer, he's our prosperer, he's our healer. He's everything that you need him to be, and then some. 
And I just want to sing about one day the word. This is over in Mark 5, verse 27, is where this song came from. It's called One Day the Word. One day the word came walking down the road on his way to Jairus's house. And a certain woman with an issue of blood well, she heard that he was healing and doing good. And she said with her mouth, if I could touch his clothes, well, I know I will, I know I shall be whole. And so she crowded through the crowd, ever so bold. And she touched him and she was made whole. Because she laid hold on the word, she laid hold on the word, and it worked for her. Oh yes, it worked for her. And she laid hold on the word, she laid hold on the word, and it worked for her. She was made whole, and the word turned about to see in the crowd. Touch me, you touch me, he said. The little woman now healed, trembling fell before him, and she told him of the truth and what she did. And he said to her, and he called her daughter, he said, daughter, your faith is
love how he came so far from glory he came to dwell among the lowly such as i he suffered pain and such disgrace on mount calvary took my place oh i ask myself this question
The Lord's present, isn't he? I love preachers because preachers can take uh, anything. They have a wonderful imagination. And they can take a useless thing and preach a whole message around it. And Jerry Watkins came up here a couple years ago and he, and he preached on a, a piece of puzzle that was way out in the field all by itself. A lot of people would just walk by it because that piece of puzzle is useless. And a lot of people would pick it up like myself and fly it and see how far they could fly it. Maybe go after it one time, one time only, and fly it again. But a preacher, a man from God, would pick that puzzle up and find some use to it. And that's what he did. He picked that puzzle up. He brought it to church. Not only did he bring it to church, but he preached a whole message around a piece of puzzle. And you know what? That was my life. You see, I blew in here. And I was useless because I didn't know Jesus Christ. But a preacher man found some use. He picked up this old useless piece of puzzle and he loved on it. He set me in the front row because I'm real, real slow. I need no distractions. He set me in the front row and he says, you learn who Jesus is. So I tried to learn and watch. And Jesus, I learned, was light. And the light came into darkness, but the darkness didn't comprehend it. And the light came into darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. I told you I was slow. But one day, the light came into darkness, and the darkness got a hold of it. I learned I was a sinner, and the Lord wanted to forgive me, and he wanted to take my place. And he came into this darkness, and I walk in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You see, even if the picture is 999 pieces if one's missing the focus is on the one missing you see Jesus will leave the 99 and go after the one that's missing are you the one missing tonight you see I know our picture isn't complete here in this church because if the the picture was complete we would be out of here so there's one missing and I'm looking for that one and I hope that you accept Jesus Christ if you don't know him tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you that you love the sinner. And Lord, so do we. We love the sinner that comes through the doors, Lord, and let them know that you're after them, that you're drawing them. And Lord, we're looking for that last piece. Lord, I thank you for the children tonight who has given their hearts to you, Jesus. Lord, you've come into their life. You've chosen them. And they said yes. I thank you for this baptism tonight, Lord, because you're a personal Savior. Lord, these children aren't getting baptized because we told them a story. Lord, you came personally into their life as you've come into each and every one who believes in you and trusts in you. And Lord, we trust in you. I mentioned my brother tonight, Lord. I lift him up to you, Lord, as he lies and awaits your presence for you to come get him. Lord, I love you for giving him the peace to know that he can only trust in you to get him home as we do. Lord, I ask that you would have your way with the rest of this service. I ask that you would touch Bobby. Lord, you have given him a wonderful imagination. Lord, that he can pick up a useless subject and preach a message because you put it in the heart. You find hope and you find use in things that are useless. And Lord, as the world throws away, you take and you use to give you glory. I'm so grateful for my niece. I'm grateful for Janet being here tonight, Lord, that you revealed yourself to her 
And she said, yes, I ask you to bless her and her family. Lord, I thank you for the goodness of God brought us all to repentance. And Lord, we're so grateful for that. Thank you that we are, our trust is only in you and no one else. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This thought of being Christian and never knowing when the blessed Holy Spirit with power entered in. To me it's just a fable. His presence I can feel. I know, I know it's real. Oh, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. I know, I know. about tonight and I always tell her I want to preach about Jesus she said that's standard answer I said no really tonight I'm going to talk about Jesus people need to know who he is I come across this little thing a long time ago these are uh, the world looks at people how smart they are and their education and the, their accomplishments in life and everything and uh, Albert Schweitzer Y'all heard of Albert Schweitzer? Now, this is what he said about Jesus. He said, Jesus was a deluded fanatic who threw away his life in blind devotion to a mad dream. That's who Albert, the great Albert Schweitzer. George Bernard Shaw said, he was sane until Peter held him as the Christ. Great poet, George Bernard Shaw. Charles Russell, he's the founder of Jehovah's Witnesses. 
He said, the man Jesus is dead, forever dead. He's got thousands of followers around the world this night. Jehovah's Witnesses. Brigham Young, the founder of the Mormon church, said Jesus was a polygamist. Mary and Martha and Mary Magdalene were in Canaan. That was his wedding that he attended in Canaan. Mary Baker Eddy, Christian science founder. She says a portion of God could not enter man. God's fullness could not be reflected by a single man. How many people today and how many opinions of, of who Jesus is? How about you tonight? Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who he is tonight? You know, in Luke 19, 3, Zacchaeus, the Bible says, Zacchaeus sought to see who Jesus was. You want to know who Jesus is? You, you start searching for him. You'll find him. I just put a new uh, message on my answering machine at home. Everybody calls me. I, I said, leave your message and take this message with you. Jesus loves you. And if you seek for him, you'll find him. In Luke 9, 18, Jesus asked his disciples, so whom say the people that I am? And some said, well, some say you're a community organizer. Some say you're a carpenter. But Jesus said, whom say ye that I am? See, that, that's getting personal. The Lord God of glory tonight wants to know who do you say his son is. It's not, there's a corporate body in here tonight, but we're all individuals. Every individual in here tonight, you're responsible for your soul tonight, what you do with Jesus Christ. And when Jesus said, whom say that ye that I am, the answer is life or death. You find out who Jesus is. See, the whole problem is you were born wrong. Did you know that? You were born wrong. Now don't get mad at me. That's what the Bible tells you. You're born wrong. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of the Lord. And the whole world out there tonight is coming short. You ever come up short on anything? There's a few of you. <laughs> I mean, I had ambitions and things in life, but I come up short on some of my goals. But salvation, I didn't come up short on it. I found out my salvation is in Jesus Christ, and I accepted him. That's why I didn't I come up short, but Jesus pulled me on in the rest of the way, Larry. So tonight, over in Romans 5:12. It says, wherefore, as by one man centered into, entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. <coughs> Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, even the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is a free gift. For it, through the offense, 
of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Everything is in Jesus. See, if you're looking for answers, you go to Jesus because everything is in him. In him we have our movement, we have our being in Jesus. So anything you need, if you go to Jesus, you'll find it. It's not in anything else. That's what's wrong with the world. They're looking everywhere. That old song, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. There's love in here tonight. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, you are going to find him this night. Because he wants you. He wants you more than you want him. You know, God loves you. Did you realize this? I know that oh, that's a little cliche Christians use. God loves you. How much does God love you? Look at it this way. You think God loved Jesus? That's his only begotten son. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He sent his son to die for me. So how much does he love me if he would give his son for me? Hallelujah, he loves me tonight. God loves you. I know that's an old saying. People, oh, that's just that old Christian stuff. No, it's the truth. God loves you tonight. He wants you. He wants you to be saved and spend eternity. They sung about New Jerusalem tonight. That's my song. They're singing about my hometown. Hallelujah. It's not the streets of gold. It's not this or that and all this stuff up there. It's all one big old picture. And Jesus is there. Amen. The Lamb is the light. And I can't wait to go. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to get through. My voice has been shot for about two days, but you know what? I'm going to press on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I might have to come out and talk to each one of you individually in your ear. But I'm, <laughs> I want to tell you about Jesus tonight. See, People are still coming up short. It's religion. You have Jesus is the real thing. People will do everything except go to Jesus. Ain't that the truth? Listen to this. You go to church. Well, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I go to church. Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? No, but I go to church. See, you come up short. You get this close to Jesus and you stop. You got to go all the way. There he is. Go for him. That's the religion. We're going to have a baptism tonight. <clears throat> Did you know a lot of people, are you saved? Well, I was baptized. Yeah, but are you saved? I, I had a, a cousin who lived down in Lexington, Kentucky. We went down there for my grandma's birthday years ago. And my aunt come up, and my cousin's name, from the South, his name was Billy Burke. <laughs> she said, did you hear Billy Burke got baptized? I said, did he get saved? <laughs> she looked at me like, no, he got baptized. He's in, the, he's in the church now. Yeah, but did he get saved? You get bad, that water ain't going to save you. The blood is what saves you, not the water. You're clean by the washing of the word. That's the water of the word. But you need the blood to be saved. The only place you can get that blood is in Jesus Christ, what he did at Calvary. 
That's how you, you stop short. Go all the way. Hallelujah. Take a wafer. Come up front. This is Jesus. Why do you go, why do you stop there? Go all the way. That's not Jesus. That represents Jesus. You need the real thing. Don't stop with communion. Go all the way and get the real thing. Ain't the real thing good? Hallelujah. I tell you, that a wafer ain't going to comfort you. Jesus will. In the middle of the night, you call on Jesus and he's there. All this stuff being baptized and I did this and I did that. If you don't know Jesus, there's no peace in you. It's like that missing piece of that puzzle there. There's within every human being, there's a, a little area down in that heart that only God can fulfill that. I've, I've tried everything, but there ain't nothing satisfies me like Jesus. He's the only one. He's the only one that knows all about me. He knows, he knows the way I take. He knows what it takes for me. And when I get blessed, he's the only one who can bless me. You know, we got beautiful singers in this church. They can sing beautiful in the songs. But I tell you what, you can stand here and, hey, boy, that's good. But if you don't know Jesus, you can't feel that in your heart. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit said they're singing about Jesus, and you say, oh, hallelujah, yeah. And it starts down in your feet, and you know, yeah, okay, I get it now. That's how you praise God. It's Jesus. He's real. He's real. It's not some little... I remember my brother Frank uh, Hedger one night. We, come out, we had a real good meeting. And old Frank, he jumps off the platform and he runs around the church two or three times. Well, we had a brother went here and after the service, we was out there in a foyer. He asked Frank, he said, that running in the church tonight, he said, was that, was that in the flesh or was that in the spirit? I'm trying to be smart. Frank said, well... It was in the spirit, and this is all I got to praising with, so I used it and I took off running. <laughs> See, this is what we got. Raise your hands and praise God. Amen. How else are you going to do that? You know what I mean? This is what, this is what God gave me. The, the Psalms say, worship him on uh, instrument was ten strings. Right here, you got them. Ten strings. I worship you, Jesus. This is what I, that's how David found out about all that. David was out in the field one day guarding the sheep and he's got to thinking about God and how much he loved God. He said, Lord, I want to praise you, but I don't know how. And he got to looking around and he saw this old tree over there. This tree was just swaying in the breeze. So David jumped up on a rock and said, yeah, I think I'm getting the hang of this. So he started praising God. That's how you do it, church. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about anything. If you have to, shut your eyes and praise Jesus. You're stopping short if you don't go to Jesus. The reason why you stop is because you're born wrong. Thought I forgot that, didn't you? You're born wrong. Do anything but accept Jesus Christ. Quit. I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I quit cussing. I, I, I must be saved. <laughs> no. All you did is quit. You need Jesus. Amen. See, you go to him before you do all that, he'll help you do it. Boy, I try to quit them cigarettes, they like to kill me. 
I went to Jesus. Jesus said, don't want them no more. Hallelujah. See, we're not a, the sin is no longer our master. You see that? It's Jesus. Jesus is your master. You go to him, anything you need, get it through Jesus. Jesus will hook you up. <laughs> Hallelujah, he will. He said, whatsoever you desire, ask in my name, and I'll give it to you. Do you believe that? Well, act like it every now and then. Man, it's a word. You claim it. Praise God. Follow the Ten Commandments. Well, are you saved? Well, I keep the Ten Commandments. You don't keep that one that says thou shalt not lie. Because <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> I told the guy at work that one time he got mad. He said, I don't lie. I said, you're lying right now. What do you mean by that? I said, you're lying. You'll lie because you're a human being. You need Jesus. Any world religion, you told it on up here, and I'll prove where you're wrong by the word of God. Hallelujah. We got the real thing. We got the only, you know how come I know that Christianity is the only true religion? Any other religion, you got to go after them. You want to be a Buddhist? Find yourself a Buddhist, and he'll tell you all about Buddha. But see, Christianity, we got the only one where Jesus comes after you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't want nothing to do with Jesus. I said, I don't need that stuff. Here come the Holy Ghost. All over me. See, that's why I know this is real. It's the Holy Ghost. Praise God, church. You need this. See, halfway won't get it. Well, I come this far. No, you need to go all the way. The day that you seek me with all your heart is the day you'll find me. That's what's wrong with some people. I'm not saying it's anybody here tonight, but I know some people, they're half-hearted. That's why they're always in trouble, why they're always uh, not getting a victory because they're half-hearted. Well, Lord, I tried. No, you didn't. Did you give it all to Jesus? Did you give it all to him? That's how you win victory. Let him fight your battles for you. Give it to him and you'll win. But if you hold back half of it, you'll lose every time. Halfway, don't get it. You know, the Bible says you're, you're not far from the kingdom. Well, not far, you're still not in. You could be out there on the doorstep. You're still not in. You need to go all the way. Hallelujah. Am I right? <laughs> not everything. I know I'm not right about everything, but I'm right about this. You need Jesus. But, hallelujah. You're not far. See, all these things that you do, you know what they are? They're fig leaves. That's all it is. It's, it's your religion trying to cover up something. I, I'm, I have an inadequacy here so I'm going to cover it up with, I'll go to church, and that'll take care of that, and the people will think I'm all right. Well, that ain't doing you any good if your heart's still not right with God. You'll die and go to hell. You know, there's, there's a lot of good people in hell. They was good for nothing. They was good people, but they didn't accept Jesus. They was good for nothing. That's another one of the things I got in trouble for. 
I told somebody they was good for nothing. They didn't like it. But you need Jesus. See that fig, you know, that fig leaf back in Genesis? Genesis, the second chapter, or the third chapter. This is the story about our parents. You know, I said you was born wrong. This is where it started with our, our parents, Adam and Eve. That's why you was born in sin, is because of Adam and Eve, the original sin here. So now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? See, there, right there is a lie. He's very, he was skilled in all manner of deceit and mischief. And you've got to look at this. Eve had probably seen the serpent around in the garden. The Bible don't tell you how old they are, how long she was there. But I, I want to believe she saw him around. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Acquainted. One day she's there, and he comes to her. He says, boy, this is a real nice place, ain't it? Yes. <laughs> he said, look what God has done. He said, I really like that part over there. Don't, ain't that beautiful? Yeah, it's beautiful. And he said... Look at all these seeds. And he kept getting her and said, look at all these trees. Yeah, they're beautiful. Then he says, man, that's too bad. God said you couldn't eat out of any of the fruit of these trees. See, he, he knew that she knew the word. And she said, no, no, wait a minute. That's not true. We can eat of every one of these trees except the one. And then she adds to the word of God. We ain't allowed to touch it. See, you get in trouble when you start adding to the word of God. Just take the word as what it says. You don't need to add to it. God knew what he was doing when he wrote this. You ever hear people tell you, well, what Paul meant when he said that, real deep uh, theological issues here, of what Paul really meant. I thought, I think he just meant what he said. <laughs> don't complicate it. Just believe it. It's easy. And there, you can get into Scripture. I love getting... Yay, the deep things of God. <laughs> you can get into that, but don't go take it at his word. And she's telling the serpent that. Says, and in the back of second chapter 16, he says, you, you can eat of every tree freely. See, Satan knew that. He's trying to get an argument going here. And that's what happened. She said, a doubt of wrong impression of the creator's command. See, on your part, that's where you start getting in trouble. It's your wrong perception of what the Bible says. That's why we have, I think there's 700 different denominations just in America. This, this little road right here, there used to be seven or eight different churches on this road. I mean, most of them love Jesus. They just little different in their, in their beliefs over what a certain scripture might say. But as long as you got Jesus, that's all you need. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. I say, I can go worship anywhere. If they believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior, believe in the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, I can worship with anybody. 
long as they talk about my Jesus as a Savior. You have to be born again. The reason you have to be born again, you're born wrong. <laughs> you're born wrong. You need to be born. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again because you was born wrong. So he's telling, he starts to, see, she desired the knowledge. And Satan always claims superior to our God. Satan always tells you, oh, I know better than that. No, you don't. He's a created being. Only God. See, he's not everywhere at once. You better be careful. Satan will hear you. Well, you might be. <laughs> I know he ain't here tonight. We put a warning out on him. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's holy angels around this building tonight. Keep out anything unclean that wants to come in here. Because we're worshiping a holy God tonight. This is holy ground. Hallelujah. We're a bunch of holy people. We lift up holy hands. We're holy, church. I remember my daddy told me a long time ago before he got saved. He said, if I ever, if I ever do anything, if I ever go to any church, he said, it's got to be holiness. That made me feel good. He got it down. God says, be ye holy as I'm holy. Praise God. You got to have that, church. But there's a bell should go off when there's a departure from the declared will of God. God told Eve, you shall not surely die. That's a lie. There's, there's cults out right now thinking you can live any way you want to and you're not going to die. Even if they'll, you'll stand before God and God will give you one more chance. And if you say, no, I don't want to live in heaven with you, He'll annihilate you. That's a lie. There's an eternal hell for unbelievers. There is. That's how God set it up. Not that he says, well, God's too good to send anybody to hell. You'll send yourself when you deny Jesus Christ. That's why I love these little kids getting baptized tonight. They're starting off right. They know that Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. But when the woman saw, you know, in 1 John 2, 16, it's, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Any sin will have one of these three in it. See, that's what Satan used in the garden. That's what he used against our Lord. And that's what he uses against you. He hasn't changed. He, he got him a, a winning combination there, and he's been using it ever since. You do, it's, it's your lust of your eye. The pride of life is what kills more people. Pride of life. I'll not humble myself. I'll not bow to a God that I can't see. The pride is what kills you. That's why humble yourself under the hand of a mighty God. And God will exalt you. He'll save you. But he'll, he'll not save you if you got unforgiving. He'll not save you if you're not saying, yes, I know. The Romans 10, 9, simple little verse. When they took that fruit, their eyes were open, and they saw that they were naked. You see, Adam and Eve up at this time, they had like an aura around them. They were holy, built forever. <laughs> they had eternal life in them. God put them in a perfect place. And when they sinned, 
that perfect holiness. See, God is so holy, can't be around sin. That little bubble burst, and they saw that they were naked. And they ran and hid. And I love this when it says, uh, they heard the word of the Lord walking. Now, how do you hear a word? That's a person, ain't it? Who is the word? It's Jesus. They heard Jesus walking in the garden. And they ran and hid. You know, the Bible says they ran and hid to the trees. But I looked at some uh, old uh, Hebrew uh, texts on that. And a lot of them believe that uh, they, they ran to the tree of life. That's where they, they knew they sinned and they ran to the tree of life. That's where I ran. The cross is our tree of life. If you got a problem with that, go to the cross. That's where the answer is for everything. It's at the foot of the cross. Jesus took care of it all. They sang that song, He handled it all. Jesus took care of your sin problem, took care of everything at the cross when He sacrificed His life for you. Hallelujah. I love Him. That's why I love Him so much. He sacrificed His life for me. And uh, it says in verse 24 there, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. There's a way to the tree of life. You know who that is? Anybody want to guess? <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to go back to what they had in the garden? You get it through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This, uh, there's so much to this. I'm skipping a lot of it because I want to. <laughs> but sometimes there's so much you'll get overloaded. That's why I'm cutting out a lot of this. So I'm going to jump 4,000 years. When he kicked him out of the garden, you know the story of uh, Cain and Abel and all the history there. For 4,000 years, God, the, the Jewish law took place. Uh, and then after that, uh, the prophecies and the philosophy of man come through and all these different things that happen. And uh, if you look over in Galatians 4, 4, we started with... Uh, Galatians 4, 4 says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. 4,000 years, God waited. People say, why, why didn't He just do this right away? He had to show man that his, He was the answer to see how depraved man was. But uh, over in uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 1, 10 says, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him. So God took the fullness of time. That means the completion, the accomplishment of time. God's very smart. Did you know God is very smart? <laughs> God brought all these civilizations up. He finally got Rome. And Rome ruled the world. 
Anybody know from school what the best thing the Romans did? They built roads. There's a saying, all roads lead to Rome. Everywhere they went, they built roads. They thought they was doing that for the glory of Rome. God says, that's so my gospel can get out. That's what happened. He sent forth his son, and all these things took place that Jesus, and when the Jews denied him, he got the apostle Paul, and they started preaching the gospel. Look where it is now. All over the world, the fullness of time has come. Fullness of time has come for you. What are you going to do with it? It's your time tonight, church. Amen. Jesus said, it's, it's good news. That's, you know, the gospel is good news. Hallelujah. I remember my brother, I kind of knew it from when I was a kid going to Sunday school. And I used to look at these little uh, fans they had from a funeral home. See this long-haired man on there with a little lamb. One of them, he was knocking on a door. I didn't know who that was. That's some guy that over at the church, they got pictures of him over there. I spent my whole life, didn't know who Jesus was until my brother come down from Michigan and he had gotten saved and he told me about Jesus and he ruined my life. <laughs> I thought, I can't do anything now because Jesus is right there. Jesus is, uh, that's why I love him. He won't let you go. If you leave him, you'll leave him on your, on your terms, not his. See, God don't want a bunch of robots. Amen? Amen. And people say you, you can't lose it. If that's, a, if that's the case, then you are a robot. God gave you a free mortal choice of what to do with your life. And if you accept him, stay with him. Hallelujah, that's your choice. He said no man can pluck you out of his hand. That's the truth. But brother, you got a choice whether to serve him or not. Hate me if you want to. <laughs> but Jesus said in uh, John 5, 39, said, search the scriptures. In them you think you've got eternal life, but they are they that which testify of me. It's Jesus. You know this whole book here? I call this a hymn book. It's all about him. Everything in here is about him. That's what it's there for. It's for him. And John 16, says, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know all this stuff going on up there in, in Washington right now? All the fear, all the stuff they're doing? I tell you, you can't believe nobody. Believe Jesus tonight, church. Hook up with Jesus and don't worry about what they're telling you in Washington. If you really trust Jesus, is he going to take care of you? Hallelujah, you're taking care of me? You sound unsure of yourself. Is Jesus going to take care of you? Hallelujah. Okay, I believe he is. Praise God. He's overcome it all. Just as then God is still 
clothing his own. He clothed Adam and Eve, killed an animal, and clothed them. He's still doing that today. He's given you a robe of righteousness. If you come to him, over in uh, Isaiah 61, he says he'll give you a garment of salvation. Hallelujah. And every one of them is tailor-made. Fits you to a T. One size don't fit all. It's personal. You know, the, the prodigal son, when he come back, what did the father say to him? He said, bring forth the best robe. Didn't he say that? You know what that, that best in Hebrew is? First. Bring forth the first robe. It's what Adam lost. In the is when you come to Jesus, he'll put that back on you. The son of God. That's what we are tonight. You are a son of God tonight because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Ain't that wonderful? That's who Jesus is. Those people in Washington, I, I don't want to accuse nobody or anything, but a lot of them people, they don't even know who Jesus is. They think they got the answers. They don't. They got theories. This might work. That's, that's what everything that this country is based upon. They're saying it might work. But I know something for a surety that works. And that's Jesus Christ and his salvation. This country can go under, but guess what? We're going up. Hallelujah. Hook up with Jesus tonight. If you've been kind of wishy-washy, serving God and like, well, whatever. I'll tell you, this is the time. God, last Sunday night, God gave me a little message in my heart to tell people. It's time to get into the, the harbor of safety. You out there scurrying around on the outside, it's time to get in. There's, there's shelter. Shelter in Jesus. And that's all I have tonight. If, if you don't have that best robe tonight, you can come up here and Jesus will give it to you. You got a problem tonight? Jesus is the answer. Whatever you need. And I don't know how much long I took, but it's all right. Those little kids, they're excited about getting baptized, and I'm excited for them too. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. So if they want to come with the music, the music whatever you're going to do. So
Oh 
Christ alone will I glory, for only by His grace am I
the Savior, I'll tell of His favor, I'll tell it, Lord, wherever I go. I'll count every blessing, I'll go Not see.